right. Let's do it. <laughs> I said I don't have uh it's too early for a cold open. I don't know what else to do. Yeah, it's too early. We're doing it's too early. Let's not even worry about it. Cold open, schmald open is what I always say. It's a famous line. You can make a t shirt of it. Cold open, schmald open. Schmold open. <laughs> Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I've got no Degrassi things to reference because this is the yearbook oh, episode. It's not It's not true. a specific, there's no specific show. Yeah. There's a smorgasbord of things. You ever hear people say smorgasbord like it ends in a G? <laughs> is yes. a smorgasbord like on a board? Like yeah, is it like yeah. a... It's what's like a, so it's so it's a smorgas. Yeah, it's a board of it's a board. What's smorgas? It's a board of smorgas. What is smorgas? Just like f- <laughs> fucking stuff. It's stuff. It's stuff. It's a board of smorgas. So it's like a. Uh, it's what it's like a those? food board. It's a board of food. Charcuterie is a smorgasbord. Yes. And I'm and there's no H. It's smorgasbord, right? I'm putting an H in there. Smorgasbord. It's S-M-O-R-G-A-S-B-O-R-D. Smorgas. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that saying that word. I opened up, I opened up Google and Swedish, Swedish word smorgas means open sandwich and board means table. Table. Open sandwich on a table. Got it. Yeah. I thought you were barreling through this. food. Before when you were like, okay, I thought you were just shutting me down on smorgas. <laughs> I don't like saying smorgas though. I don't like it. Yeah, because you're my, not I don't Swedish, like, so I don't hard. like the way it feels. You're not in the my Swedish mouth. chef. Smorgasbord. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He would say smorgas. Smorgas. Maybe that's why I say it like shush. Smorgas. Yeah, yeah. Because the... you're thinking of the Swedish chef, which is probably your best reference for famous Swede, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that and and the Skarsgård family, right? Yeah. Maybe Abba. Bill Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård. There's so many Skarsgårds. Are they all related to each other? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, I, mean, I mean, I assume that they would be related because they have the same last name. So somewhere along the line, they'd be related. Well, it's but... Stellan Skarsgård is the father of Alexander and Bill Skarsgård. Bill? Yeah, Bill. Bill Skarsgård. Pennywise the Clown from the new It movies. Yeah. He's great. And from the, the other movie that was great. Uh... With where they go in the fucking house and there's a ghost. What the fuck? Just you, came out last year. It was a great movie. It. You know all the... You know Barbarian. The Barbarian. Barbarian. Bill Skarsgård. It is funny that Stellan Skarsgård had named a kid Bill. That's what I think is so funny about it. Like Alexander is not a weird name, but no. they spell it like a funny, like not funny, but like a in the Swedish way, A L E K S, like that, you know. Actually, they don't. They spell it A L E X. Oh, all right. So <laughs> throw me but, under the bus, but, Rage. But <laughs> I know that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to just just fact toss check, me right under check. that old Q18 bus barreling oh. down 30th Avenue. The Q18 doesn't go that fast. You're gonna be fine. That so, is true. I probably would survive. They have a brother named Gustav, though. 
Gustav. But Bill just doesn't sound like a Skarsgård. No, I agree. I totally agree. Bill Skarsgård. And also, of course, there's, I think what you're thinking of is also there's Peter Sarsgaard, who is yes, not that's what I'm. Him. I'm getting thrown by Peter Sarsgaard. Yeah, who Peter maybe Sarsgaard. maybe his father changed his name, like or you know some distant relative changed the name at some point, but it used to be Sarsgaard. I don't know. It's good. Man. You know how people would drop like suffix suffixes off their names when they would move to the U.S. as immigrants and stuff. So like, <laughs> drop that K. <laughs> yeah, that could be possible. When Peter Sarsgaard hosted SNL, they did a sketch called Peter Sarsgaard's Sarsgaards, which were um, things to put in your mouth to keep you from getting SARS. <laughs> Remember SARS? That really dates it. <laughs> Peter Sarsgaard's Sarsgaards. Sarsgaards. <laughs> SNL so dumb. I was there when they did Peter Sarsgaard's. I think it was a Paula Pell, if I recall correctly. Insider wow. info. Insider info. Might have been a Steve Higgins. That feels like a Steve Higgins, but... I don't know. Anyway, yeah. it's the yearbook. It's the yearbook, which honestly, we've been doing the season since September. Oh my God. Which is not abnormal for us to be doing something for like a season for six months. But because this season has such a different feel from the earlier ones, because it's, you know, all two parters, different way of storytelling than previously. And less like contained in one episode storylines. It's a lot of continuing storylines throughout that like weave more, which is very interesting, but it's just, I find it, I found it really hard to figure out my yearbook picks for this season because not just like for how long it's been, but also because there's so much happening. Yeah. It was harder to remember specific things. Also, we ended season nine with Emma and Spinner's marriage, which feels right. like a lifetime ago. I will say if you're having trouble, just do what I do and just don't care and just say, Fiona. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, the other thing, I agree this has been a very all, – all, with all the things you said, and I'm not going to reiterate them because you said them eloquently and wonderfully. I will add that I appreciate how little I think about those other characters now. Like you just said yeah. Spinner and Emma, and I was like, this show is not theirs anymore. They have fully, th th we this had, cast has taken over. We had a lot of these characters in the last season. There were too many characters in the last season. Um, that said, I still found that this season really heavily focused on certain people and other people I felt like were really pushed aside for very minimal storylines. Yeah. In a way that I'm like, my MVP is one who is minimally featured. Yeah, believe yeah. it or not, I'm still on the fence about my MVP. That's the one that I'm struggling with because there, I thought there were so many good performances in this season, and I always find it a little hard to choose between a few of them. But I, the ones I was actually struggling with the most were best adult, who I did, I picked someone for. Oh, really? That was my fastest one. But because there was, I kept remembering all the adults in the season, I'm like, God, there were so many bad adults in this season. And I'm like, we don't have a worst adult, which I feel like maybe we should add. Like, well, you can say, you should say who your worst adult is too. It's yeah. our podcast. We could do whatever. Yeah. We yeah. And then, um, the other ones that I was struggling with were the kisses because I couldn't remember a lot of kisses and I had to do some deep diving to deep diving to remember who yeah. kissed who in this season. Who. Yeah. I don't th I think I'm just going to say whatever you say because I don't have a written yeah. down. <laughs> but everybody knows that's how I do this. I, the other thing that I will say before we get into it is that I really struggled with the best episode because I found it to not be. Well, it's like I felt like it, things didn't stand out as much. 
Like there wasn't like one that was above all. This is the best one. There were some that I enjoyed more than others, but I felt like in the previous seasons, it was really easy to be like, oh, my God, this episode above and beyond the other ones. Yeah. There were ones there were like there were, I don't think there were any steering wheel episodes in this season. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think that the yearbook episode is a great window into understanding who you and I probably were as <laughs> students, because I'm going to let you into a little window on how I did this. Uh-huh. Um, at eight o'clock this morning, I had to take my kids to school. Mm-hmm. So I took out my old notebook and I went mm-hmm. to the, the, the page last year from mm-hmm. where, where I wrote them down and mm-hmm. I took a picture of it. And then I got in the car and I drove around and I thought about it for about 10 minutes, quickly wrote down whichever ones I thought maybe would work. And then I was like, I'll just figure it out on the fly. That's how I <laughs> approach this. And I think that you are very meticulous. Yeah. We're recording this on Wednesday morning because I was up in New York this weekend. So I actually got to hang out with Pat Um on Saturday and Sunday, um, and I just got back yesterday, and I didn't have my notebooks with me, and I was like, oh, shit, like, we have to do the yearbook episode, and that's when I need to, like, really – I what all I do is look back through my notes. I just, like, read my notes, and, and honestly, what I did a lot for this one was read the blurbs because the blurbs actually oh. remind me yeah. what the episodes were. But there's so much that happens. It's 44 episodes. I know they're all two-parters, and so I'm considering them as 22 episodes, really, but it's a lot of content. And it's only half a season, a school year, right? Uh, I don't know how. I don't know how. And well, not even because now they're at spring break, so it's like a weird. Oh yeah, that's length true. of time. Um, um, and like we did boiling points, and we did depths leagues <laughs> under the sea. So it's like I was very confused by all my ratings when I was looking back through it. I was like seventy-seven, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right, that's a boiling point one. Yeah, boiling. <laughs> Uh, it's one of the scale of zero to boiling. I will say that from a storytelling perspective, this might be the best season. I'm mm. serious. Like it, as far as yeah, it feels a lot less after school special to me and it feels yeah. more teen drama. And I feel like yeah. the way that they would kind of wrap up things and not continue it previously is kind of like how a lot of children's TV felt um yeah. for a long time and then i feel like this took the the storylines into a much more interesting place that said i don't think they always did things as much justice as they did earlier on i feel like there's a couple things that i was like that's kind of weird that they did that that way and that's kind of weird that they it, it, in a way that it felt a little bit more like it was going for the drama mm. than like the moral right i will say though nobody in this season um took meth, got addicted to it to the point where they were hit rock bottom, then entered recovery and kicked their meth addiction over a three day period. This is true. This is true. At at least that didn't happen. This is true. Um, I feel like these, because of the nature of the two parters and the four parters in some senses at the beginning, I think they gave stories a little bit more room to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree that like people were popping in and out at like, I remember just the last week when like Jenna and I was like, oh, right. Jenna exists. I forgot yeah. Yeah. That. And she, it's but, not like she wasn't in a lot of stories in the season because she had her pregnancy was this entire season as well as like next teen star and stuff with mm-hmm. KC and all. And it's like, that's, that's a big storyline, but it just felt like, 
oh yeah, she hadn't been in things for a while. And I, I forgot about Wesley cause I haven't seen him in a while now. And I'm like, oh yeah, Wesley. Like- yeah. They're like afterthought. The characters who were focused on this season though, all had season long arcs. Yes. Which and, and doesn't I actually, happen. and a lot of them were ones that I found really interesting. I will say there's me too. I, the one that I think didn't have, well, there's somewhere it's like they had multiple stories within that arc. And then there were some that was pretty much like True. one story, which I yeah. think was kind of yeah. interesting. But I think the people who really got the best season. Well, that would be in your MVP. So I wouldn't, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go with that right now. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> Before we get into the episode, I just want to clear up one thing from last week. Um, I know that I had talked about. uh Linda Schuyler's book a little bit last week and the my hurt at like not being mentioned in the book. Uh, but I just wanted to clear up that I wasn't trying to speak negatively at all about the Degrassi Kid podcast. I think Jocelyn is a wonderful person. I actually was familiar with Jocelyn beforehand. I just have not, li- as I mentioned in the last week's episode, I haven't listened to any of the other podcasts. That's not anything about them to say that they're not worth listening to. It's just that because we're making a Degrassi podcast, I don't want to be influenced by other right. Degrassi podcasts. And right. so kind of Me staying, too. staying in my lane and not listening to other ones just so that we're doing what we're head. doing. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't want to get in, into another headspace. And even though I was familiar, I didn't feel like I felt comfortable with what I could say about the Degrassi Kid podcast, so I said nothing. And I think that that was kind of a little bit unfair because it wasn't quite kind of giving respect to what Jocelyn's doing, which I think is great. Their podcast is not a a rewatch podcast like ours is. It's about more of like the history of Degrassi. They have a lot of guests on who are cast members, and it's talking about some of the impact of the show on people's personal lives and like why people are fans. And I think that's really great that that's going on. And I think that if you're looking for another Degrassi podcast, that's not a rewatch podcast, you might want to check them out. I also spoke to Jocelyn a little bit last week about the context of their mention in the book. And it's very well deserved. They were identified as someone who was a huge fan of the show and has like really helped promote Degrassi. And uh, along with Linda kind of helped with some marketing by making a web series. And they went around to various Degrassi locations and talked about some important moments in the series. And then Linda added a mention later, which is why they're called out specifically in the book. And they're very deserving of that for all the work that they've put in and for spreading the good word of Degrassi like we're all trying to do. Mm hmm. And it made more sense than my initial read of it, which was that, you know, Linda's talking specifically about enduring appeal of Degrassi and then doesn't really call out all of the tons of content creators out there. I have, I kind of have a feeling she might not even know about all the content creators out there. There's a lot of YouTubers who are making Degrassi content and people on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. And my initial read of it was like, huh, <laughs> So that kind of like negates my initial read of it. I wish that uh, I had known that context beforehand, but you know. Jocelyn's great. We're great. We do. Mr. Del Rossi comes on our shows. What is all I'll say? But every, and that's what sets us apart, you know? Yeah. So that's yeah. why. But every, everybody's doing good work. We love it all. No negativity coming out of the deep side of things. That's no, what I like no. to say. 
We love it. Peace and love, Ringo Starr, right? <laughs> Is that what he used to sign off as? Peace and he love. always says it. Peace and love. Peace <laughs> and love. Ringo Starr. Jocelyn's killing it. Listen to their podcast. Yes, definitely. Their Patreon. They send out bags full of uh, Degrassi stuff if you, mm-hmm. if you get on their Patreon. Wonderful stuff. It's a great community that we have here, right, Rach? Oh, yeah. We love our community. And uh, we love their community. And we all, we're all we all here because we love Degrassi. We love Degrassi. We love how it, how it points our boils, how it leagues our sea. <laughs> I will say that, you know, mine is probably, uh, no, I like it, but, but that's like the fun of this show. It's the critiquing of it. <laughs> Sometimes it's more successful than other times, you know? And I can't just say everything's yeah. great all the time. That's not, it wouldn't be. No, no. Even sometimes the greatest thing isn't the greatest, you know? Like, did you want of yeah. anything you wanted to, like, for example, the Fablemans? I know you're a big fan of the Fablemans. <laughs> and this is certainly an episode where we talk about Degrassi, but also sometimes the Fablemans. So did you have any, crit- or any other criticisms of the Fablemans you wanted to levy before we move on to the yearbook? I have one thing I want to say about the Fablemans. <laughs> I do. I do. Come on. Um, I was kidding. It's a, it's a short thing. It's a short thing. <laughs> it's a short thing about the Fablemans. Um, Sammy Fablemans. But I did. One thing I really enjoyed about the Fablemans is uh, I studied film and photography. And I think it's I always think it's really neat to go back and watch these older things like the Fablemans where. Sorry. That's not quite what it is. The Fablemans isn't old, but the Fablemans is telling a story from a long time ago. The way that the technology has changed around film production is fascinating to mm-hmm. me. And so I really like thinking about how hard it was for young Steven Spielberg to kind of get what he to get like into filmmaking because of like the expense of film cameras and developing film and then editing equipment and you know how much like he's sitting there and splicing the film strips together, which like I got a tiny opportunity to do in college, but he was a kid doing this. Uh, (laughs) And it's like, I think it's really interesting to think about like how hard it used to be to make things and now how today, how accessible it is to make. Yeah. Yeah, It's true. It's very true. Very good point. Yeah. That's my last fable. <laughs> well, I'll check in with you again next week and see if you yeah, have Yeah, yeah, I might have another thought. Yeah, it Fa- might come back to me. <laughs> Fableman's Corner. For a movie that you didn't even really care for that much, you have a lot of a lot I of fell thoughts. asleep during it. I missed a huge section of it. You're going to have to check it out again. You're going to have to see the rest of the Fableman's. Che- uh, you know uh, what you should do? Here's what we. Here's your homework. You got to do okay. the le- that hour of the Fableman's you slept through, and then we'll check back in, because you never know. Okay, okay. You know? Sounds good. That's Sounds That'll good. be the Patreon. The, we're going to watch an hour in the middle of the Fableman's. Yeah, yeah. Jocelyn, listen, we love you. Thank you for what you do, right? Yes, thank you. All right. There we go. That's Now that that's been taken care of. Time to get into these superlatives, right? Let's superlative it up. Oh, I love this episode. I love the yearbook episode. My favorite episode. I love episode. the yearbook. I don't. I'm kidding. I'm being sarcastic. I hate it. <laughs> but I treat it with the same peace and love and joy as I do all of our other episodes. I think there's something really fun about looking back at the season, like at the end of the school year. I will remember you. That was a three season ago you joke. Remember <laughs> me. Did I sing that song? Yeah, you did for Mr. Del, uh, for all the characters who left us. Oh, that's right. That's right. As, <laughs> As Mr. Mr. Del, Del Rossi. <laughs> that's right. I did. That was funny. It was funny. 
We should have gotten an Oscar for that. We did should have. An Oscar? We should have. Did we win an Academy Award for that? And I'm just forgetting it. Or we no? did not win an Academy Award for that, unfortunately. <laughs> um, the other, Checking the other thing them. I was thinking about, as you know, which is related to our first category in this, was the fact that we did the MVO bracket all those years ago, and I was like, I just feel like we don't have as great of outfits anymore these days. It's not like there's, oh my god, this. I mean. You know, there's a couple standouts, but there's nothing like every episode. There is a great outfit like there used to be back every in the episode, early days. Every episode ever outfits. Yes. <laughs> the Degrassi every episode ever outfits. Mm-hmm. Well, that, of course, is a segue to let get this underway. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're starting off with the classic. Mm-hmm. One of the most superlatives you find in any high school yearbook. Mm-hmm. The best dressed. Yes. Really singling out one person. Singling out, of course, the richest person who can afford the best clothes because that's what really matters in life. <laughs> yeah, it's not like back in the days when we had Emma's dolphin pants or anything like that. Yeah, or now it's just like who's glamorous? Manny's thong. Um, there's, there's you, really. Are you starting? Are you gonna? Are you asking me first? I think so. And then I'll ask. Okay, let's do that. Sure, let's do that. Um, right, so Rachel, I mean, I think you, got... you, I think you kind of said it because other than Jenna's one star earring, oh, not right. a fan of the one star earring. I liked it. The only other person who stood out as a best dressed is Fiona. Fiona Coin. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. It, the one with the most money. She's the richest person. She's got the most access to gloves mm-hmm. than anyone else. <laughs> and there we go. And I she, also- like, back in the early parts of this, you know, she's working on the uh, uniforms for her rich private school. Right. That was this season? Yeah, rich private school was the beginning of this season. Oh yeah, that's great. It's also this season a lot of the of the Degrassi uniform in the second half. Remember they had to wear Yes, they had to wear uniforms. So, you know, they couldn't really stand out. No, no. And the only other time an outfit stood out to me that I can recall is the time when Claire decided she was gonna try to be punk rock mm. and like a mm-hmm. badass. Yeah. And then she looked like she came straight out of a My Chemical Romance video. Long ago. I also said Fiona Coin, mm-hmm. best dress baby. That's a ding right off the bat. We're dinging. We're Dingity dinging. ding dong ding, is like I say. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Let's keep moving. Let's keep all this right, train chugging right. so along. So after, after best dress, we're moving straight into best adult. Best adult, which I, yeah. I, I had no trouble picking my best adult. I, I didn't either, but it took me a minute to remember the storylines about this person. My best adult is also a coin. Not Fiona ah. Coin, not Wayne Coin, the lead singer of the Flaming Mrs. Lips. Mrs. Wayne Coin. But Mrs. Coin is my best mm-hmm. adult for the support she showed for Fiona throughout her mm-hmm. process for trusting Fiona, especially when Fiona didn't drink the champagne that she hid in the yeah. apartment. And she said, it's okay, Fiona, you didn't drink it. Um, I'm sure there's there's a, some of what happened to Fiona could be traced back to some sort of neglect on the part of Mrs. Goyne, probably. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. all in all, if what we're seeing just from the season, I would say for me, Mrs. Althea Coyne. Is that her name? I have no idea. Mm. I'm sure she has a name, and we might have even heard it. But we've been calling her Mrs. Wayne Coyne. Mrs. So. Mrs. Wayne Coyne. So that's my best adult. Who did you have this time for best adult? I did not pick Fiona's mom, but actually... 
she was a good adult in this. And especially I really cared for her towards the end where I felt like she was being really supportive of Fiona and in a good way. And I was like, she also, the actress looks like she could be her mom, which yeah. is not always true for some of these people. Um, I kept thinking of all the bad adults first, like Drew's mom, who was terrible. Yes. And then like Allie's parents and Riley's mom. Do you remember Riley's mom when he tried to come out to her? So I a do. lot of parents who are like, it's rough times with a lot of parents out here. But I went with Casey's mom. Casey's mom. That's right. She was because right. Casey's mom got out of jail, and then yes. like they managed to, you know, form a new relationship in a way. And I felt like she wasn't too pushy with him, and really kind of was trying to make things right for what happened. And then with everything's with Jenna's pregnancy, she was like a really good parent to have around. I agree. I agree. Yeah. She was a good one. In fact, that may even be a better one than Mrs. Coyne. I, th- I think they were both really good. I think that's it's important to call them both out. And we didn't have any like spinners or anything in this season that we could count right. as make a joke. Instead. Who um, who was who do you come down on the side of worst? I know you threw out some names, but did yeah. you have one that you thought was worse overall? I feel like um, Mrs. Torres is really up there. I don't think that she necessarily was always doing things with the wrong with the wrong intention, but I think mm-hmm. that but I think a lot of it was with the wrong intention because I feel like at least Allie's dad got redeemed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um I agree. Like Riley's dad, we uh, Riley's mom we barely saw, so I feel like that's not really super relevant. But Mrs. Torres was like really she was like on the school board or parent teacher association i don't remember exactly what it was but she was when drew was getting bullied she was like real hard ass on the school and i was like well you know he she's not wrong for like doing that because yeah he was like taped to a flagpole but also it was because he was uh blackmailing riley so it's like that's you know it's she always has these things where it's like not quite the right intentions and then with she was so awful to Allie. But never, Allie never got the chance to, like, explain her side of things. And she never got to, like, because it wasn't actually that bad. And your son was, like, the piece of shit. And then right. and then with Adam's episode where Mrs. Torres is trying to get Adam to come to dinner as Gracie, it was, like, right. really terrible as well and, like, yeah. not great parenting. And I felt like, you know, she's probably not leaving us yet, so she probably will get a chance at some redemption, but I felt like there were certain things that kind of got dropped off that I was like, you know, I'm still really bothered by the fact that like Mrs. Torres was so shitty to Allie and that never got fixed. Yeah. I think she's one of the worst characters on the show period. Yeah. So I agree. I think she's yeah. the worst. She, yeah. we, we just added worst adult. We added a surprise. <laughs> we added worst adult. And we dung on Mrs. it. We, dung, we, we did it. The Mrs. Torres Memorial Worst Adult. Adult that, Award. <laughs> so, so that's what we should call it from now on. The Mrs. Torres <laughs> Memorial Worst down. Adult. Yeah. She totally slut shamed a child that isn't even hers. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Get out of town. And it's like how much that she thinks that her son can do no wrong. That's but the problem. Yet, but yet he is constantly doing wrong. Well, that's always the case. The, the parent of the, the, mm-hmm. the who's like, no, it's all, everybody else. It can't yeah. be mine because I couldn't be possibly doing a shitty job raising a kid. No. No, you are actually. <sighs> 
The Mrs. Torres Memorial Worst Adult Award, go, the first annual, goes to Mrs. Torres. The one and only. Bonnie Torres. It's Audra Torres. All right, let's move on. You, you, you hit me with it. Or do I hit you with it? You hit me with it. I thought I hit you with best adult. Oh, no, no you're I right. Did, okay. Yeah. So coming up next. Oh, boy. Fasten your seatbelts because we're going to be talking about some shocking moments. Yes. Rach, what do you got for the most shocking moment of season 10? I, oh, this was a toughie because there's like, again, so many random things that happen in all of these episodes. But there's one that stood out above all else for me. And that was when Jenna shit her pants. Oh, my God. I forgot. When did Jenna even shit her pants? So that was early on. It was episodes nine and ten of this season. Oh, it's I just don't know what to do with myself. The Dusty Springfield song you're talking about? Yeah, the Dusty yeah. Right. <laughs> just, yeah, that one. <laughs> right, I know that one. I just don't know what to do with myself. Yep. Yeah, and she starts taking the diet pills because she can't fit into her uh, spirit squad uniform. But it turned out she was pregnant. All yeah. Along. Yeah. She was eating bananas with ranch dressing. Ugh. Yeah. She was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I forgot that she shit her pants. Yeah. That's great stuff. That is yeah. a shocking moment. Yeah. I took moment loosely and just basically I have a shocking, I'm, I'm talking shocking about story. I'm talking about like all the Eli stuff from mm, that yeah, whole that's convoluted fair. plot that he came up with to try to get Fitz. Remember, we couldn't mm -hmm. figure he was like t taking all these roads to get to mm -hmm, like a mm -hmm. place that I couldn't figure out. Fucking drinking Claire's blood in that story <laughs> and then shooting that picture and by the ravine with the shotgun and all that. Yeah. God bless Eli. But that and also honorable mention is Fitz like showing up at the house in the rain, remember? Yes. Yeah. That was pretty wild as well. So those are my like that was, shocking. That was very shocking. It really went there, I have to say. <laughs> the Eli stuff is was particularly like very mm -hmm. interesting too. Like it very good. I love all that stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm interested in Eli. Eli. Everybody's mm -hmm. like, why doesn't Pat do Eli anymore? That's what they were saying on the Facebook group. So <laughs> Throwing it out there for them, another Eli. So that was my shocking yeah. scenario. I guess I could call it instead of not necessarily yeah. a moment. Not just a moment in time, but uh, many yeah. moments. All right. That leads us, Pat, onto, I think, your favorite category. Well, no, I mean, there's a lot of favorites in here. I know you have a hard time choosing favorites. I just love, I love, you know yeah. me, I love doing the yearbook. I look forward to it. I always say, I wish we could do a yearbook after every episode. Season. Oh, we did. <laughs> Okay, but I know that this is probably one of your top five of our categories, and that's best beef. Right. You love oh, a beef. Oh, I love the best beef. <laughs> I love a beef. So for me, the best beef was when Jenna shit in her pants. <laughs> she beefed. She beefed that poop in her pants. <laughs> um, the best beef, I don't really know. There were, I don't know what like constitutes a beef necessarily. Like a beef to me is like fun. Mm -hmm. So like I didn't, a lot of them were like very serious, like feuds, yeah. like Fitz and Eli. It was like a very serious feud. Yeah. Allie and Drew was priest and even Allie Bianca, like they're very mm -hmm. serious. I thought, so I'm going with a more lighthearted, okay. which isn't necessarily even a beef so much as the rebellion of the entire student body, particularly Claire mm -hmm. against Mr. Uh, Snake Simpson mm -hmm. when he had the audacity mm -hmm. to 
put have some rules at his school. <laughs> How could you possibly True. have rules that say we can't fuck in the hallways? What is this? A dictatorship? <laughs> they were all so mad. And that was a beef that lasted until Allie got them the dance. Yeah, yeah right at the end of the so season. So it was a ha- half season long beef. The school, particularly Claire, angry at old Mr. Snake Simpson, our best friend, for having the audacity to have rules at his school. He was not a best adult this season, I gotta say. He was in the running for me because he's just Snake. He always is. You know, I love the guy. Yeah, but I, I felt like, yeah, there were some times where I was like, oh, Snake, you're not doing a great oh, job yeah, here. He did, he did kowtow to the PTA a little bit too much this year, yeah. I would say. Yeah. What do you got, Rach? I know you had a beef pretty quick. You had a good one. Yeah, yeah. I Mine is Bianca with everyone. <laughs> Bianca seemed to have a beef with absolutely everyone this season. At first, it's it's Allie. There's a lot with Allie. There's also a beef with Drew, despite the fact that she gave him a blowjob. Um, Adam, she was really I didn't, shitty. To she Adam. was really. I, I'm still. That's that's why it's a hard. And then, self. and then there's the point where no one liked her. <laughs> and like Drew's dating her and trying to bring her to things, and everyone is like, she's awful, and she does, she says the wrong thing a lot. Um, but then it's just like at the end, it's like everyone forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> She was beefing with everyone until she just inexplicably was no longer beefing with anyone. Yeah. Which was yeah. pretty fun. Um, she's yeah. also a beef with her and, and uh, basic dance moves. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I did not have a place for big D dance crew in my superlatives, but I wish there, there's a place in my heart for big yeah. D dance crew. Allie, man. Allie just, tri- I know there's more Bianca dancing coming for us too. I can't wait to see it. I cannot wait to see Bianca dance more because it is not mm-hmm. good, but maybe it gets better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat, actually, she was a dancer in Canada with uh, the Canadian dance troupe. She was a dancer, but her dancing is hilarious still. <laughs> the da- that one dance move. Uh, it's just so good. Sorry, Pat. Here's this Wikipedia article about how she's a great dancer. All right. <laughs> anyway. All right. Beefing it up. Going old school with the beef. <laughs> That's beef. beef. That's beefing with Wikipedia right now. Um, yeah. All right. So moving on, I'm asking you this one, right? Oh, yes. Yes. Another classic. Another fun one. Lots of options. Rach, who you got this season, season 10 for the most annoying Degrassian? There's so many. It's really hard to pick. I have four. There were so many annoying people. I ended up picking one person. It was just because I really wanted to call this person out somewhere because this person was a great character throughout a lot of storylines in this season. But like, I don't know if annoying is quite the word, but like it's somewhere around annoying anyway. So I was like, I went with it and it's Tinsley. Tinsley. Right. Old Tinsley. Tinsley is there with like the Holly J. Declan stuff. Tinsley is there with Bobby Baloney mm-hmm. in the end and like actually does something nice. But Tinsley was such a piece of shit. Up until <laughs> until she wasn't. That's the big thing with Degrassi. Until she wasn't. Until she wasn't. And so it was more so that a lot of people were annoyed right. with her. Yeah. So that's why I went with Tinsley for most annoying. But I don't know. There's a lot of people that characters that I'm just like generally annoyed by that I probably could have put here like Jenna. I mean, those were two of my top contenders. I had I had I wrote down Fitz, maybe Dave, Jenna, Riley. Oh, yeah. Um, Riley is annoying, but also like Riley with when paired with Anya is kind of okay in a way. So I I omitted him. I think I might have said him last year. Um, Jenna. I 
also I also kind of feel bad for Zane because I feel like Zane is not a bad character, but because I'm so anti Riley, I forget about Zane. Who's you talking? I'm sorry, you're talking about Chaz? <laughs> Chazzy. So I'm taking I'm taking Riley off the table. I'm taking okay. Fitz off the table because I don't know if annoying is the right word. No. Um uh, uh malevolent, maybe. If mm-hmm. we had if we had most malevolent, that's mm-hmm. the right word, right? That's yeah, the bad yeah. one. Yeah. Um I mean that could also be Eli, maybe. True, but uh, I don't know though. I think Eli's gonna turn out to be okay. Yeah. It's just got some issues, issues. Um, and then I had old Dave Mm -hmm. who is very annoying, Mm -hmm. but also at, in places kind of endearing, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with Jenna, a character who everybody hates, but me, I don't even hate Jenna. I actually kind of like Jenna. (laughs) I really don't like Jenna. And it's, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that I haven't had anything redeeming about her that I particularly care about with her. I find her to be pretty entertaining, um, but she's definitely like an annoying person. Like she's, Mm -hmm. there's always something going on. There's Mm -hmm. always some kind of pouty face. It is hilarious that she was on what they were purporting to be Canada's version of American Idol and like was not, didn't become like a celebrity. She just was on the show. And remember that that was like, one of my favorite storylines because she would just like go do the show and then like go to school as if like the show was happening at in like the daytime. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love Canada's idol. Canada's next teen star, whatever they call <laughs> or it. Or is it instant star? I'm very confused by these shows now about what the Canadian American she idol should have been is. on instant star. Unless one is X factor and one is American idol. It was also really fun because a show like this would normally have that character being set up to be like, at least in the finals and then maybe like losing in the finals and then being sad. But instead Canada's next teen star just set her up to have an unwanted pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like a kind of unnecessary plot point. So I'm going to go with Jenna, a character that I have a soft spot for, for some reason. I can't tell you why. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I can't tell you about how my feelings are, but and I like because sometimes I like an annoying person. So annoying in my case is not necessarily a negative. It's like a net mi- uh, minimum. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. What do we got? What do we got next? You asking uh, me this this is This is your actual favorite category. It's saddest. I, so do, Pat- I, I do like this category, but weren't we talking about maybe this category shouldn't, should go at one point because it was maybe not the nicest thing to do? Was that a conversation? I think that we were struggling with like who was saddest sometimes, you know, and what that meant. Well, it's hard to do. Yeah, because it's hard because look, when when it was devised and I probably said this as a preamble last time, too, Mm -hmm. when it was devised, it was supposed to be like who's just like a sad. It's it's not about like actual bad things happening to you. Yeah, yeah. Like I would never pick Fiona for this, even though Fiona would have like genuine reason for to to be sad and to have mm-hmm. a str- to have struggles. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I don't really even know. I have a couple of people written down, but I don't even feel necessarily great about either of them on saddest. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a a slam dunk home run? I had Fiona. Yeah. And you just said you wouldn't pick Fiona for it. But I felt like Fiona was, I don't know. It's, it, I mean, some of her stuff was genuinely sad, but I also just felt like she was sad about things that weren't that important. <laughs> I just kind of felt like she was the saddest character this season. 
Yes, but I don't you think that all that stuff was like for a good reason? Because she was sad about all the stuff that went down with Bobby Baloney. She was sad about then she was drinking and then Declan was gone and then she was in love with Holly J. I mean, I guess technically she is the she is the saddest. Yeah, it's just a question yeah. of how we're approaching saddest. Yeah, I think we've had this every time where it's like it could be mean different things. So well, it was supposed to be funny because it used to be about yeah. uh, the first time we did it. I just wanted to say that Jimmy was sad in his cold house. If we're being yes. honest, <laughs> it was created as a punchline for a joke I wanted to make. And now yeah. it's living with us and I and yeah. we have to justify it every time. So I also thought maybe Allie was pretty sad at mm, points. That's true. That's true. She did run Everything away from home. Everything was going wrong for Allie for so long. So Allie is also kind of the saddest. She ran away from home into the arms of Johnny DeMarco in his yeah. giant dorm room with his new girlfriend. Remember his new mm-hmm. girlfriend? Yes. Yeah. Holly C. They should have a char- other characters named Holly initially. <laughs> <With, laughs> I like it. I was at the doctor's office yesterday. No, two days ago. And uh, I was waiting to be called. And they said, Rachel. And I got up. And then I got to the door. And they're like, Rachel F. And I was like, oh, nope. <laughs> nope. You're Rachel I. Yep. Different Rachel. I'm going to go with Declan as the saddest. Because he was pretty bird face sad when Holly J was like, sorry, bro. Yeah, but he also, like, kind of raped her. He didn't rape her, but he definitely took advantage of a scenario that... But I don't... He wasn't, like, doing it in out of malicious intent. I don't remember, right? Wasn't it not really out of malicious intent, but she just sort of, like, went... I can't remember. Do I want to cut all of what I just said? <laughs> she... It was a. It was an interesting situation where it was kind of talking about consent because it yes. was... Right. She wasn't really sure she wanted to and then right. didn't... Right. Felt right. kind of pressured to have sex with him and right. he didn't think that he was doing that. Right. 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 Yeah. But that's, doesn't matter what you think. You, nope. you didn't get the cons- the proper consent. You're out and you're the saddest character for, for old Pat. <laughs> so the, the coin twins Tinsley are saddest. Bobby Bologna is probably pretty sad because he lost that case. Yeah. But he's also a gaslighter. So I feel like he's a piece of shit. Yeah. All right. If we had the piece of shit award. Well, we kind of do, which I just kind of played my hand on the piece of shit award by mistake. <laughs> Although there's a lot of options for that. That's It's funny how I said that there's so much content between these 44 episodes. And yet there's things that like we've already talked about that are some of my things for later. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we already talked about that. So. It's funny. It's funny how money changes situations. <sighs> All right, so we did saddest, and now on the flip side of saddest is, of course, thirstiest. Who wants to bone the most? <laughs> who wants to get down and dirty in the boiler room the most? Rach, who you got? Well, I actually, I mean, you know, I think there's a there's a few options for this, but I still went with my first instinct because I think this person, when it comes down to like who is really thirsty, it, this is still this character, and that's Dave. Dave. Just wants someone to love him. Like early on, he's trying to get with Allie and then he forms the three tenors to try to get chicks. And then there's that whole thing with like (laughs) that whole thing. Uh, They said something about like girls being as like dumb as hamsters. I don't remember exactly how they worded it in that episode. Then there's the one. Do you remember the presentation from Miss O's class? And then he like looks up her face. Yeah, 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 totally. Oh my God, just like, he kind of disappears more towards the end of the season, but 
Dave, like hands down Thursday. Yeah, I got I got to ding you on that. I'm also yeah. on Dave, hundred percent. You know, there's Allie's in there, of course, always in the conversation. Yeah. Bianca, she is the a little bit too. Bianca, also, I think Wesley wasn't Wesley like hard up for yeah. a girlfriend in an episode. Yeah, and he, ended he up was really. There, right? Didn't he get? A he was. He really liked Anya, Anya, and they had that. Um, the auction. Right, right. And like she ended up bidding on a date with him. Then he took the boner pills. Right. And had to go to the hospital. <laughs> and then yeah, he was trying to beat thirsty. the Guinness uh Book of World Records for pogoing. Oh my God. That's that is that's the most shocking moment. <laughs> to be honest. I'm glad we got to mention that because I was like, that was an important storyline. <laughs> that's the most shocking moment was him being like, I know how I'll get girls. I'll beat the Guinness Book of mm-hmm. World Records. Ogo fucking. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, God. I'm with Dave, though. Okay. Okay. So after this, we start getting into some of our, uh, you know, two sides of a coin thing. Best and worst. Two sides of a, of a Fiona coin? <laughs> two sides of a Fiona coin. Our best and worst, our overs, our unders. So we start off with the uh, most underrated character. So who do you feel like did not get their fair due in this season? Simple as could be, cut and dry, no other answer. If you don't have this one, you're wrong. It's Anya. 100%. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Anya yeah. also Anya. over here. Anya had a lot. She was in a lot, but she never, with the exception of like Dr. Chris, she yeah. sort of played second fiddle to be it Holly J, be it Riley, be it Fiona at points. She Saf. was always kind of like the other person, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. look, God bless, but- She's Agreed. Great. I, I felt like that. she she didn't get she should have had some more interesting storylines. I felt like they spent so much time on certain people and like she was not one of them. And I felt like her when she was in things, it was great, except for Dr. Chris. Um even Dr. Chris was pretty funny though. It like was if, fun though. Yeah. When yeah. she like showed up at the restaurant he was on a date with, that was pretty great. Yes, Pizza Leslie. All right, Pizza Leslie. <laughs> How could I forget Pizza Leslie? <laughs> Pizza Leslie is like one of my favorites from this whole season. Yeah, that was, I didn't actually have that anywhere in here, but it was something that was kind of sticky in the back of my mind is that like the Anya Dr. Chris storyline was very entertaining, but I really like the more I thought about it, like how it ended and how much of a thing you made up of it, a thing you made about it, I really agree with. I think it was like very wrong <laughs> to it's end very it strange. that way. <laughs> he should have been like, look. You're very nice. I appreciate yeah. it. I'm flattered. You're very mm-hmm. lovely. You're going to make somebody a wonderful partner someday. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to shake your hand and walk away because I am a fucking grown doctor. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, we also point have to point out that as wild as this may seem, this season was the fake pregnancy. Yes, this that was season. in the very, very, very beginning. And then it like never became a thing. Feels, no, it became a thing. She got exposed for it. She had to admit it. To Sav had to admit it. Remember? Yeah, but he didn't have to admit it publicly. You're right. Oh my god, yeah. that's right. That's right. <laughs> so wait a minute. So she was just like, I had a miscarriage, and that's what everybody thinks. Yeah. So like, some people know that she didn't actually have a miscarriage, right. but okay. not everyone. And it was never. They never got in trouble for it or anything. That's wonderful. And it was one of the things in Shark in the Water that was like going to be a big thing this season. Right. And then it's like in maybe like four episodes and then it's done. You know what? Another shocking moment of the show was now that I'm thinking about it. What? When when the first episode of this season ended and it went, whatever it takes. 
And then we realized we were going to have to listen to that version of the song at the end of every episode. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember if that part of me, I feel like I've been listening to that for so long. I was like, was that happening in previous seasons? It possibly was. It possibly was. I just needed to. I really try to do like play next episode as quickly as possible. I do not want to hear that song. At the beginning, I never want to see the skateboarder. I want to get through that. I want to click through the beginning before I see the skateboarder. (laughs) Sometimes it's difficult. You might have yeah, to see the skateboarder yeah. a little bit, and then you can get out of here. All right, yeah. Anya. All right. So you Anya asked me this banana, one. Anya Banania. Um, this is underrated then, of course, but we don't call this overrated. We call this more like who was just, you know, a little overexposed or maybe we saw too much of this season. Not, yes. So, yeah. that's. I feel like ours are like it's you don't see this person enough. You see this person too much. That's yeah, really kinda, what it feels kinda. like. Yeah, or this person doesn't get enough good stories. This person gets maybe a little bit uh, too many. Mm-hmm. What's yours, Rach? Mine is Holly J. Me too. Oh, I felt like she was in too many stories, and some of those stories, yeah, some of those stories were like they did not need to happen. I felt like there was just, I I forgot that there was the whole thing, the kidney thing. I feel like they did not need to do. And I don't know if that's going to lead somewhere else, but I felt like she had enough stories in this season where there was all the stuff about Declan early on and money and not having enough money and stealing from Fiona. And then there's her relationship with Sav. There's like, I just felt like she had so much time when there's other characters who probably could have gotten a little bit more. And it's not to say I love Holly J, but I just felt like she was in too many stories. And the last episode when they spent so much time on her B story with Fiona and then Jenna has a baby and it's like not there's like barely any scenes of it. I was like, this was a mistake. (laughs) Yeah, I'm totally with you. Everything you said. I love Holly J. I think she was my MVP last year Mm -hmm. and I stick. I mean, I still love this character. I think she's great. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was just like uh she's going to new york she's coming back to canada she's this she's over here she's doing she's got a new bad haircut you know it's just a lot of things that like she's dating sav i mean yeah Yeah. it it was like she's definitely become the star of the show and that's fine nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that but you know at the expense of maybe i don't know somebody else but yeah we love her it's not to say anything bad about ollie j we love her yeah all right we just didn't need the kidney dialysis is all we're saying. We didn't need the strep throat. We didn't need, we didn't need the strep throat leading to kidney failure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. All right. So then we have worst couple. Worst couple. Who do you think did not belong together in this season? Well, in keeping the spirit of the last one, I'm going with Savtage and Holly J. Um, they got together under auspicious circumstances And I kind of feel like I never bought into it. And then it was this idea that like, you know, we'll go to college and we'll just get away from each other. And then no, actually we love each other. And then it was like, oh wait, I'm Ollie J and I don't anymore. So it felt like, it it felt like a placeholder a little bit. Yeah. And it just didn't really ever get too interesting. They really did feel like friends who were happened mm-hmm. to be dating with the exception of the, at the dance when she did the strip tease. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also have the same. Worst Come couple. On. I felt like I didn't, I felt like I didn't really 
care that much about them together. No. Um, like everything you just said is totally true. I just felt like there was something where it didn't feel like it quite gelled. And even though I think they could be good together, I felt like when they were together, it wasn't that interesting. Yeah. Um, I do also want to shout out two other couples I did not particularly care for this Ooh. season, and that's Allie and Drew. Allie, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think Allie and Drew were a very good couple and obviously that blew up like spectacularly. And then I also like was very done with Holly J and Declan and I wish that we could have just been done with that. I agree. I agree with those. Those are good. I agree. Yeah. Um, now we, we flip that coin to who we've got Mm -hmm. here for the best couple. Mm -hmm. I feel like I normally try to go like, Worst couple, these people shouldn't be together. Best couple, these people are like destined to be together and it's great and everything's perfect. And this is definitely not one of those situations where everything is perfect, but this is definitely the the couple that I'm rooting for. I want to see it work out in the end. I feel like they are a really good pair, even though they both are, you know, obviously they're all teenagers and they're all working through shit and stuff. Mm. But the, like anytime there was a storyline about these ones, I fucking loved it. And that's Eli. I and knew Claire. that's what you were going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I, they do feel like destined to be together, but also towards the end there, it did get a little wonky. I mean, it's incredibly problematic, but but it's also like, I still really enjoyed it. And I really liked the back and forth with them and I was invested in it. Whereas like when we were talking about Holly J and Sav, I was like, I don't really care if they're together. When they were hot and heavy, they were pretty hot and heavy. Claire and Eli, I will say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did not pick them. I picked a couple that's not a romantic couple. I picked a oh, couple okay. of people who, uh, when they were together, were like some of my favorite stuff. And it's a friendship that we've been talking about a lot. And that's uh, and mm-hmm. Holly J and Fiona, which I may mm-hmm. have said this last year, too. I'm starting to think that maybe this mm-hmm. was my pick last year, too. Um, I don't love that they sort of move it into like romantic feelings at the mm-hmm. end because I don't know. I just like, why can't characters just be friends? Like why can't they, I, I'm fine mm-hmm. with the Fiona storyline, but why does it have to be Ali J? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they're, they have a great yeah. friendship. I love that their friendship begins testy in lat because like the mm-hmm. Declan stuff and they don't really like each other and they, but that's the best TV mm-hmm. friendships, you know, you're bright yeah. Abbott yeah. and what's the other guy's name on that show? The lead Ephraim. Ephraim. That sort of like, we don't, we we're buttheads. We don't like each other. But then in the end we become the group. That's why they become yeah. so close. I love, I think my other, my other favorite friendship is, uh, Allie and Claire. It's great. I think that they have a really good friendship and they're very different. And I think that that's kind of what works to make them good friends because they push each other in different I ways. Agree. Um, the, the only guy friendships I feel like they really spend much time on are, uh, the Dave yeah, Wesley Connor ones too. And I feel like they do give them some of that too, but there's not really much else with like, I mean, there's little bits of people's friendships, but there's not as much energy spent on any I'm other talking ones. about the three tenors. The three tenors, yes. Yeah, th- God, I will be happy to never hear that song again, though. Uh, the show doesn't really do a lot for like for male friendships. I guess Adam and Eli are pretty good friends. Yeah, but I, I was thinking of Adam and Eli when I was saying that because I felt like they still didn't really give it that much 
time. And then the, the when they did was when it's like the third wheel with Claire. And also Adam also a lot of times being like, you know, Eli, no one ever knows what he's really thinking about. Like there's, there's that. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Stuff like that. And then like, let's go hunting with the DJ bullfrog. Like they used to give a lot of time, like back in the days of like Spinner and Jimmy and Craig. And that was mm-hmm, a lot of mm-hmm. like dudes broing out bros broing. I feel like we don't get a lot of bros broing anymore on, on the old Degrassi. Huh? I never thought of it, but it's kind of true. Which yeah. bros bro? Yeah. Those three, the three nerds, the three tenors, the three nerds, Adam and Eli. Um, Adam and Eli. I mean, I guess the guys on the football team uh, kind of have I like guess. relationship, but not really. They, they're kind of dicks to each other, especially when you throw in like Owen and stuff like that. Well, Sav's band left him, so he doesn't have any friends. He has no friends. Yeah. That's probably why he's dating Holly J. Holly Jacoby and Myers Sinclair. Mm-hmm. All right, Rach. Yeah. Now we're on. T- okay. Oh, this is me, right? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, are you ready for this? So now we're into the worst kiss. Oh, that's was, which kiss did you not want to oh see? Man, yeah. Which one? Which one? Which one was the worst? Um, did Doctor Chris and Anya kiss? No. Okay. Um, the worst kiss. Then, of course, I have a great answer for this one. It has to be. Uh, <laughs> I did Bianca. I, yeah, and I, uh, and Drew. I'm sure that there were some bad kisses in this and really great kisses. It took me a little bit to remember what some of those were. And I know there's probably others I'm forgetting, but I do have a worst kiss and I do have two best kisses. Yeah. Hit me with, I'm saying Bianca and Drew. Uh, mine is when Jenna kisses Sav when she thinks that Sav could be her new baby daddy. (laughs) I forgot about that. That's a good one. It's just awkward. It's not really that it's terrible. It's just that it's very awkward. I don't think there were any like, t- like there's some kisses in previous seasons that are just like, it's not a good kiss. They don't. Yeah. Know they're not hot kisses is what we would say previously. Yeah. yeah. And then for best kiss, what it's do you cold got? Kiss. Best kiss. We got, I got two. Yeah. Hit me. And hit me with your best kiss. It's uh, w- one that you mentioned. One that you mentioned recently, which was Sav and Holly J at Vegas night. Yeah. When they're in the theater. That was like a hot striptease kiss. That's the hottest they've ever been in the most chemistry they've ever had. That was the best part of their relationship entirely. Um, the other one is Eli and Claire's first kiss when they're in the Romeo and Juliet <sighs> recording. That was a good one. That was yeah. a really good one, yeah. too. That was a really good one. That was a good one. Yeah. That's the one I'm going with. That's the one I wrote down. Yeah. Yeah. But you could see if I showed you my notes, you'd see that it says Eli and Claire during the van. What was it? The what? Romeo and Juliet. The Romeo and Juliet thing. <laughs> That's what I wrote down. That was the one that I wrote down. All right. We're down to our last few here. Yeah, baby. Let's do it. What do we got? Sorry. Uh, best line. Your favorite. Yeah. It's the basketball line. You told yeah, me to play yeah. basketball. It's the most famous for a mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. I didn't know it was famous and mm-hmm. I still was taken by it, mm-hmm. which means that's gotta be the best line, yeah. but it's, it's definitely like a basic answer. I know. I have, I have one that is also a really well-known one that I think is very funny, but not that one. And then I have one like runner up that I thought was good. They're both from the same character. They're both from Anya. Um, one is when she said, I had a miscarriage. Super bummer. That's the best line. 
That's the fucking best line. <laughs> That's the best That's- line. And then like early. So there's a line. I had not written down a lot of lines from uh, this season, but one of the other ones I did was from one of the first couple episodes when she and Sav are trying to work out the relationship stuff. And she's lied to Sav about being pregnant. And he comes into she's in um, art class and she's working on a pottery wheel. And she says to him, unless you're going to break into unchained melody, you better go. That's great. <laughs> That's so great. But the deal is like, I can't believe that you told me to play basketball is more famous a line than Super I had a miscarriage. Is, that, is, that is one of the most famous lines also. Oh, I, okay, I think they're good. both equally famous. So Su- I had a miscarriage. Super, Super bummer. bummer. Anya rules. Her delivery on that line is great, too. I mean, all, the only important. thing that's really good about that line is super bummer, but you need the context of the miscarriage. Oh, yeah. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they work bummer. in tandem. Yeah, they are yeah. a tandem. That is a tandem. Uh, Very funny. I love that. All right. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. This is a good episode. We're, yeah, ki- we're, we're, we're cooking we're with it. all the gas. What do we got next? Best episode? Um, I have the storylines and then episode. Okay, storylines. Best and the worst. Yeah. I think, is it my turn? Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, the, I I don't know if they're the, if it was the best storyline, but like the most, okay. I actually have a couple of thoughts. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is also what I was saying back in the beginning about this season being more complex. I felt like it previous storylines were like an episode or two. And these are like, mine is something that continues through the entire season. I have a feeling (laughs) yours is going to be the same as mine. Do you want to say it? Yeah, so mine mine is the Eli Fitz Claire yeah, storyline. I found everything about that. It was really like the beef between Eli and Fitz and Claire's way that she played into it. It's it kind of ends when Fitz leaves. Yeah. He finds Jesus, he comes to her house in the rain, and it was so like horror movie. Yeah, it was very scary. Um it was great. And then, you know, and then Fitz doesn't come back. So that's kind of when that wrapped up. And I don't really count the rest of the Eli Claire stuff as part of that. But mm-hmm. I found that there that dynamic was really interesting. I really liked it. I think it's great. I think it's compelling. It was really compelling television. I want to give a shout out to now. This isn't like a pleasant fun storyline, but mm-hmm. the stuff with the Declan and Holly J consent stuff, I felt like was really interesting and mm-hmm. was sort of like, if not ahead of the curve, very mm-hmm. like with the times, mm-hmm. this, this idea that like, if your intent, even if your intent is not malicious, mm-hmm. which Declan's intent was certainly not malicious, it doesn't really matter. You need mm-hmm. to like, it, it matters most the comfort of the other person. And I think that, I think they handled it in an interesting way. I think Holly J handled it. I just think that's like an interesting, it's quick. That's yeah. only one or two episodes. So mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's not like a full season storyline. Yeah. And then I also want to shout out the alley, everything with Allie. Mm-hmm. Cause that is told over the whole season. Mm-hmm. Everything that from the beginning of the season sort of like is the little um, breadcrumbs mm-hmm. leading up to like the big, when she runs away, mm-hmm. when she comes back and she's yeah. smoke, not smoking the cigarette and all that. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think there's a lot of good stuff here. I think there's a yeah. lot of good stuff this season. Yeah, I do too. There's, there was a lot of interesting things that happened. It was just when I was thinking about, it, I was like, what was I the most interested in it was like i really loved the dynamics of the eli fitz claire 
Yeah, it was great. Fight. Yeah. We should talk talk in this scenario though too about the Adam stuff, which yes. is handled, I think, and really that's well. related to this also because that's right. part of what starts the feud is that Fitz right. is picking on right. Adam. Yeah, I think that's handled, especially for when it was being done. Mm-hmm. I think they earned some points there. I think they do a good definitely, job. The definitely, definitely. Really, the actor's really good too. Definitely, and the fact that like all that Adam stuff. It continues through the Fiona stuff and mm-hmm. through like they really did a pretty good job of like planning the season out. I will say it's a lot harder to pull out storylines. I I would say in this season than it was in previous ones. So it's, yeah, there's so many things that are intertwined and that lead to the next thing. But so it's overall though, I think it was very interesting. But then that Notice leads that- us straight into worse storyline. <laughs> yeah, worse storyline. <laughs> that doesn't um, mean that they were all good still. <laughs> This is not. Uh, you do you go for who goes first? I go first. I think you went on okay. that one. So, okay. you, you um, I think there's a few that I didn't particularly care a lot for. Um, but really, the one that I was just like, why is this even happening? Was Jenna on Next Teen Star? <laughs> but, <laughs> go ahead, you go. I just feel like. It was the. It could have been an interesting storyline, but the way it was tied into her pregnancy storyline was kind of strange. And then I think yeah. it made me dislike her pregnancy storyline more. And I also didn't really. I don't know. I. I think it's a really good story that they told about her ignoring the fact that she was pregnant for so long. But then you know we went into this about like Casey's yeah. reaction to all of that, and it made me. I don't know. It, it's part of why I dislike Jenna's character so much. Um, yeah. All of it. But it's just, but I think it was her pregnancy storyline overall, I think was actually very interesting, but I felt like the next teen star part of it was very strange. <laughs> the next teen star thing is so funny to me like that. It's not good. It's just, but it, it was entertaining yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say one of the things I do love about the Jenna pregnancy storyline is that it gave us ham sandwich. Yes. Yeah. 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 You wouldn't have known about ham sandwich. Otherwise it did. I mean, the next teen star did also give us Mr. Perfect, which is a song I could probably do without, but Jesus Christ. That's right. Fine. Not my favorite Degrassi song. That's for sure. Um, Anya and Dr. Chris, it just makes me feel uncomfortable. I can't deal with how Dr. Chris, we talked about it already, Mm -hmm. so it's no use relitigating it. I don't like it. I want more for Anya. I want better for Anya. A character I just love with all my heart and soul. Shout out though to the Fight Club. The Fight Club. Oh my is god, also, I forgot about the it's Fight also Club. Terrible. I mean, it gives us one of the grossest, mm-hmm. most kind of unnecessary uh, transphobic mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, maybe if you want to say like it services the story because it shows how how Adam's being treated, then I. I I guess, but also it just feels like yucky to me that like you all it's, it's why like almost Bianca for me is like unsalvageable as a character, unless there's yeah, like a giant yeah. apology and fits like they're just, it, it was just so gross and, and, uh, and uncalled for the fight yeah, club. Yeah. So I don't like, I didn't like that either. Yeah. Those are my two. These are good. These are good ones though. The, all the storylines. Yeah. Are, yeah. Good. Well, I guess that brings us that brings oh, us gosh. to best episode. So now you have to pick which were your favorite. I'd say two to watch because they were all no. You got to pick only, only one. No, you only got to pick only one part. <laughs> you have to pick one part of the two parter. Which one? Um, I it's hard because like 
again, it's such a storyline driven season. Mm -hmm. And having said that, the storylines are happening throughout multiple episodes. So to Mm -hmm. just pick one episode is really hard. Storylines was more fun to pick because it was over. Yeah, because it continued. But I think as like just an episodes that were fun to watch and that we enjoyed. I go, I'm going with the mid season finale all falls down. Part that one was and a two. good one. I At really, really enjoyed that one. And that was definitely a contender for me as well. There was a lot of good stuff at the dance. There was the hot kiss with Savin Holly J. Mm-hmm. There was all the boiler room yeah. shenanigans. Yeah. And um, yeah, just, I'm just all falls down, baby. And it all falls down. I was I was torn between two and I'll explain why my other choice. My first choice was uh, the last two episodes, the actual finale drop the world, because similarly to the midseason finale, there's like a lot happens into it happens in it. And it's really exciting. And you kind of want to know, like, it keeps you really engaged in a way that I felt like some of these episodes I got a little bit bored with. But Mm -hmm. but then I like went back through again. And in my mind, I was like, it's probably the last one because I remember feeling like. I really enjoyed watching that one, even though it was a lot happens. Um, But then I went back and I was like, oh, there's another one that's also like definitely not going there anywhere near as much. But I still think it was a really great episode. And I have to tell you what happens in all three storylines. And it is I just don't know what to do with myself. Episodes Mm -hmm. nine and ten of the season. Mm -hmm. That's when Jenna shits her pants because she's taking Mm -hmm. the diet pills. That's the B story. The A story is Sav steals a car to go to a concert. Which was one of our favorite things. Love love when they steal a car to go to a concert. And then the C story is Fiona is lonely, so she buys a pig. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good, fun, well-rounded episode. (laughs) Hell yeah. There's a lot going on. Lots of fun stuff. And it's fun. I like picking ones that aren't like culminations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. They're going to be a little bit more exciting. And I feel like especially this season, they really, those finales like the mid season finale and then the end of season finale were like really going there in a way that like maybe the earlier seasons didn't do that as much with the finale. So yeah. Dusty Springfield. <laughs> what do we got up next? What's up? Let me look. We got two list. left. We got two left. So oh my God, goodness gracious. We got the Lobel sleaze prize. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to ask me about that one. Okay. Rach, we, 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 mm-hmm. de- we developed, we, Back when we were watching the show, we remember uh, Jay mm-hmm. Hogart mm-hmm. was one of the sleaziest characters you ever did see. And to be fair, we turned around and absolutely loved him in the end. True. But I will make an argument. He never stopped being pretty sleazy. He no, was no, he kind was of just sleazy. fun. He was just kind of That fun. was kind of the joy of his, of him. So we coined a uh, superlative, the Mike, because he's Mike Lobel, Mike mm-hmm. Lobel. We don't know. One of the two. I think it's Lobel, but we've... Well, we have to say Lobel because yeah, we say the, the we call it the Lobel Sleaze Prize, like the Nobel like Peace Prize. So the mm-hmm. Mike Lobel Sleaze Prize goes to the sleaziest character. Now this could be sleazy bad or sleazy good. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll tell you what we, how we were thinking. There is there is an episode which I think is the mid season finale where I literally wrote down in the blurb like everyone is in the running for the Lobel Sleaze Prize. That's why it's one. a great episode. <laughs> It's a really good one, but there's, I, I had to think there was so many people who could win in the season because there's so many people who are really gross and stuff, but there's Talk one, there's one to me that stood out above all else. And it's not even like a huge plot point through, um, the season, but that's love queen 16, the woman that Connor meets playing gaming right. online. 
Oh my and god, then that was this season. That was this season. Oh my god. Because oh, then she like like she takes advantage of him. It's like very it's very Love sleazy. Queen. Love it's Queen sleazy. 16. It's sleazy. So that's your pick for the little bell yeah, sleaze Yeah, Love Queen yeah. 16. Otherwise it'll probably be Owen. <laughs> Mine is Owen. Yeah. I had a very I mean a very neck and neck between Owen and and Bobby Baloney. Yeah. But Bobby yeah. Baloney Though his specter looms large over the season, he's not really in it until mm-hmm. the end of. Yeah, like he's the in last, the beginning like, and then he's in the end. And yeah, he's. But but I mean, he's a real solid runner-up because he. Oh is yes, a there, fucking piece. I of would shit. say all three of those people are very sleazy. Owen with that stuff and might be because of like recency bias and it's in yeah. my head because we just recently saw it. But mm-hmm. Owen with all that Anya stuff was just like and he's just like, and I think it, it, it's helped by the fact that we know he's kind of a piece of shit in real life. I think yeah, that yeah. kind of that kind of like puts him over the edge for me. But and I hate to 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 give him an award, but mm-hmm. well, he's a sleazeball. There were no good sleazies this in in this uh, season, really. No fun just, sleazies. <laughs> no, it was mostly they were shitty actually gross. sleazy. Um, Fitz is also pretty sleazy. Yeah, Fitz. But Fitz, Fitz is, was such an interesting character because it kind of went like all over the place with him. Fitz was just like Owen's stuff was like very sleazy. Like I think yeah. it's like ugh, yeah. gross, like touching women and stuff. Fitz is like kind of a little bit of a sociopath, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd agree. So, I mean, it, all, it almost goes a step beyond Slee's prize. Kind yeah, of. I'd agree. All right. All right. Big that, finish. So, Pat, this is our last yes. category. This is where you have to say yeah. who from the season is your overall MVP? The most valuable Degrassian of season 10. Now, this could go a lot of ways. I think there is an argument to be made a lot of ways. I'm not going to make all the arguments because I don't know who you're going to pick and you Mm -hmm. might want to make those arguments. I can jump into those later if need be. I'm just going to say I got to go with my heart here. There's a heart pick and a head pick, and I think Mm -hmm. you probably know where I'm going with this. I think so. I just love Anya, man. I Mm. love Anya. She's just... My when I see Anya is in an episode, I'm like, great. I'm excited to see all of mm-hmm. the things she says and does. She makes me laugh. She is a good friend. She is just, yeah, she's the bee's knees to me. I'm yeah. a big fan. And I know it's not like an A character. Mm-hmm. It's not a Holly J or a Fiona or an mm-hmm. Allie or a Claire. Mm-hmm. But fuck it. It's my podcast, you know? Yeah. Well, it's yeah, our, no, it's our podcast, but yeah, but, no, I don't blame I you. Can... I mean, I, I, part of me wanted to choose Anya because I, that's also like, I gave her most underrated. You did too. Um, yeah. I felt like she should have been in more of this season yeah. and I was kind of like, Oh, I wish she had been in more of it. Right. But I also, I don't feel like she wasn't enough for me to give it to her. Understandable. Um, She's not a slam was, dunk. And that's why she was underrated. But it is really hard to choose because like the, the four people you mentioned are probably the ones who get the most story in this. Yeah. The guys stories. really, I don't feel like get as much. They're all secondary to the women. Like, I feel like, like this show was pitching itself to a, to a certain. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, but, which is, which is interesting, what? but I, but not to say that uh, there weren't guys who were in a lot of it. I, it's not Claire for me. I don't think this was Claire's strongest season. And I felt like she was in a lot of stories with other people. Um, I really think between Fiona, Holly J and Allie, they had the most going on and had the most character arc. 
I'm going to rule out Holly J because I think that some of her stories didn't need to happen. So it's really between Fiona and Allie. Mm, this and is interesting. My heart says Allie. I really love Allie. And I like a lot of like what happened with her in this season. Whereas I didn't love as much of what happened with Fiona. Um, I do think that Fiona probably should maybe be the MVP of this season because it really starts off strong with her and ends strong with her. But there's something, I don't know. There's something about Allie's stories that got me a little bit more. Um, like I, we said, I will say, I, I do think that Fiona's alcoholism was done really well. Yeah, I and I really liked a lot of that. And I think that there's some stuff I got really mad at Allie a lot. Like I got mad at her about the Drew stuff because she was like blaming the boys for like what she was doing. Um, right. Even though like Drew was terrible to her, but I felt like she was misplacing her anger a lot and she was like, everything just kept getting worse and worse and worse for her. But like she went through a lot in this season. Like she went to a difference. Like, First off, she oh, got like right. super in trouble for something that she didn't do. She like went to a different school entirely and got in trouble there for something she also didn't do. Then she runs away because she thinks her parents don't believe her about anything. Um, well, they don't. <laughs> they yeah, also yeah. Didn't. And like she had some interesting that like tie ins with Sav there early on. She doesn't feel like she has enough friends or stuff to do. So she starts she joins the Big D dance crew or starts she starts the Big D dance crew and then immediately gets kicked out of the own her group that she starts. Um, but then like at the end, she's like trying to win over, you know, Mr. Simpson has, uh, you know, they got to get the points up for the school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she gets everyone to do well on a math test and then gets them all a dance. So my heart says Allie. I'm going with Allie. And but I think that Fiona is also like very, very, very strong contender for overall MVP. A thing I really love about Allie and those are when I was saying I'm not going to say my runners up because yeah. I want you to talk through them because yeah. they're the exact same two. Yeah, I think the thing I love about Allie so much, I think in a lot of cases. Fans of the show liken Claire and Allie to like Emma and Manny. And that's mm -hmm. with a, a lot of warranted. It's very mm -hmm. warranted. They're very much in the same vein. But Allie's got like a big old fucking heart. Like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that Manny didn't. Yeah. But, you know, Manny was very driven and very like, you know, her yeah. own kind of thing. And I love that Allie's just sort of like. She sometimes can't get out of her own fucking way, but she yeah. means well all almost all the time. Like, yeah, with the exception of a few things. Um, I think we I love that both of us went with our heart picks. Yeah, because my heart pick was on you. Your heart pick was Allie. Mm -hmm. um, but I think both of our head picks. It's Fiona. It's it's Fiona's season. So yeah. I think it would we would be remiss to not shout mm -hmm. out also the great work. Yeah. Of, you know, the the great um, actor who plays Fiona, who we all know. Annie Clark. Is named Annie Clark. Right. St. Vincent. St. Vincent. <laughs> Vincent herself, Annie Clark. Um, yes. A great season for that character. That character built and became so much more than just like the spoiled mm -hmm. look at me rich kid that she started as. Mm -hmm. And I think it's she's a great two hander with um, Holly J throughout the season. I think ceremonially we would both agree that like Fiona owned season 10. Yeah. But 
we got to go with who sometimes we just enjoy and have more fun with. And in my case, Anya, your case, Ellie. Yeah. Great job. Great we job. We did it. Around. We did it. Great we got job. through all the season 10 superlatives. Great job to Melissa Monroe. And of course, um, Samantha Miranda. Monroe. Oh, sorry. Samantha Monroe. <laughs> that's Anya and Melinda. Mm-hmm. Shankar. Melinda Shankar. I used to be so, remember how good I was about knowing that. It's because you're skipping names? the intros. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> that's very true. You're right. <laughs> Melissa Monroe Chambers. No, Samantha Monroe. Who's, Mo- oh, because Melissa McIntyre is what I'm doing. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to also say, so like you were saying, and you're so right about how the female characters, the women dominate the storylines yeah. on this show. And I mean, they kind like, of did to start with with next gen too because it's like emma and manny are really like they did but here's what here's the thing i will say for the next generation versus this obviously a show like this is skewing for young female viewers that's who's mostly watching this show right mm-hmm. as is the case with like relationship shows and, and and i think that's the demo that they're most courting what this mm-hmm. version of the show is missing that the earlier version of the show had was the eye candy for the girls, man. Yeah. Your Jimmy's, your Craig's, like your I guess spinner. I don't know if spinner's the eye candy, but you know what I mean. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I I I feel like young people, especially young girls who were watching this show, mm-hmm. had like heartthrob boys that they all crushed on. I mm-hmm. I wonder if the same can be said for like the young teens watching this version of the show. I guess Sav. Yeah. And of course, Wesley. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wesley, dreamy. Hot so to dreamy. trot, baby. Hot to trot. Dr. Chris. <laughs> Dr. Chris, give me it. Hey, Pidge. <laughs> I'm an adult. It's fine. Seriously. This is <laughs> Dr. Dr. Chris. Dr. Chris is like 25. <laughs> Dr. Chris is just uh, Matty O. Well, that was great stuff. Good yearbook, Rach. Yeah, good one. Good one. So we'll be starting season 11 next, and it'll be more two-parters, more I'm intensity, excited. but some new characters. So I'm excited one to meet fa- new people. Me too. It was one of my favorite seasons, though. This was really, I was, was very skeptical. It was an shift after like eight and nine, where they tried to like keep going with the college years, and it didn't mm-hmm. really work. Um, I think Linda said something in her book about college episode uh like college shows not working as well as high school shows um mm-hmm. and it's something about i was like i hope that she was one. i'm assuming i like now i'm like forgetting like who said this but i'm pretty sure that she was one who said it and how um but it could have been something else i was reading about the oc also because the oc struggled when they were gonna send everyone to college and then they didn't mm-hmm. um because when you're in college you have this new freedom and so you don't have as many rules holding you back that you can kind of do whatever with and then there's a struggle there and i think that they really struggled with like trying to hold on to those characters with the college years but then try to bring in new characters and then they finally made like a hard cut at the end Mm -hmm. of the last season so we're not dealing with any of those old characters anymore we're just on the ones who are still in the school other than like snake obviously or when marco comes back to student teach Yes, yes, that's true. Yeah, so we'll still get those, but it's not like we're following whole storylines with these people. 
Yeah, I think that was the right call. I think it was distracting keeping those characters around for as long mm-hmm. as they did, and I think it was best to to to, to be done with them. Though yeah. I really do want a reboot where it's Spinner and Emma, and their kid is now in Degrassi. Or yeah, well, that's what they could have done on HBO or that's now just Max, done. but Max doesn't want that kind of content, so. We'll but have to wait great. for it. But you know what? I, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with waiting because we still have so much to discuss. We have so much to discuss. We have great characters that are starting to come into their own. New characters we haven't met yet. Some characters we may lose yeah. along the way. Oh, is this the end for any characters? No, I can't imagine. No. No one's graduated yet. So What about Zane? Are we going to still see Zane hanging around? We'll find out. So. We'll find out. Yeah, it wasn't the end of a school year. So there's no one that we're losing yet. Right, right, true. Yeah, because right, they're doing well. that split season stuff, so. All right, it sounds good. Yeah, but what now it's spring book? break, so we'll see what happens in season 11, like where it starts and ends. I'm assuming it starts at the end of spring break, but then I'm like, does it go through the summer? We'll find out. I may watch it right now. Who knows? <laughs> I'm excited because, like, again, I know some of what happens in these because I'm in uh, Facebook groups on Degrassi and people talk about the storylines, but I try to not read too much into it so I don't get too much spoiled for me. I do want to kind of find out as I watch a little bit. It's fun to find out as you watch a show yeah, that was on f- over 10 years ago, and so it's very easy to spoil it. Um, but not me. I don't know anything. But I watched I watched all of Next Class when that was out. So the only 11 through 14 are the only ones that I haven't really watched. So I'm still enjoying these, this like new content for me. It's going to be good stuff. Yeah. Upward and upward, as they say. Well, um, so we've got one person to welcome into the room. Oh, my goodness. So did somebody say my name? Well, I didn't, but you know no. we can pretend. Nobody I said the, my name. Nobody said the, my name. <laughs> said did name. somebody call? Send out the Mister De La Rossi signal though. Did the somebody the bat put signal? out? Yeah, yeah. The, they make Just a, a giant symbol. spaghetti and meatballs in the sky. It's a spaghetti. It's a <laughs> spaghetti and salam. Salam. And a meatball. Not sure about the spaghetti and salam. But the meatball is only spelled with a one L. Oh. The way I say it, I say meatball. Just and the no one S. L. <laughs> a salam and a provola. Uh, and it is so good to see. It is so good when I get summoned from the back of Pat's apartment, where mm-hmm. I stay in the multiples until I am asked for and summoned by the MDR, Mister Del Rossi's signal. Mm-hmm. How you doing there, Rachel? I know Pat didn't even say that at the beginning of the show because I was a listening. I was a listening, <laughs> and he didn't even say it. It is a catchphrase I'm, that he didn't. I'm even doing say. all right, pal. I was um. Don't call me like pal. I said I'm early on, I was pal. up in New York, so I was hanging out with Pat in person. So he's like, I know how Rachel is. I don't oh, need to ask have her. Had, he must have been so happy to see you. I was yeah. here too, but again, I'm not allowed to come out of the closet. Oh, which in, closet I, do you hang out in? In the back room. In his okay. room, I, they keep a moth balls and they put me to sleep. Gotcha, gotcha. But I heard my call. I heard we have a one a person to welcome into the room. And here I am at the long last, your old best friend, Mr. Salam, Mr. Del Rossi. What do we got, the Rich? Uh, we have Beth. <gasps> that is, is, I wonder if her name is Elizabeth and they call her Beth. Or if could her be. name is it just a Beth? It could be. Oh, it's it's hard to say. Hard to you say. Have a friend, you have a friend named Beth. Is her name Elizabeth or is it the Beth? All the Beths that I know are also Elizabeths. They're Elizabeths. Oh, mm-hmm. they could also call someone named Elizabeth a Betty. Or Sometimes, Lizzie or Liz. Or Lizzie or Liz or Liz. Liza. Bay, Liza. Mm-hmm. Eliza. Eliz. Yeah, 
but we're not here to talk mm-hmm. about Eliza, Elis, Lizzie, Betty. We are here to talk about the Beth, one of the mm-hmm. most wonderful mm-hmm. people on the planet Earth. She is so nice. I am so happy to mm-hmm. have Beth coming into the room. It is, like I said, it is not like a my room, which is a closet with a mothballs. And they put mm-hmm. me to sleep. That is not this room. This room is one of the most perfect rooms that you could ever be in. You can have all of the delicious foods that you need. Do you like to have tiramisu? And you just want to eat the dessert for dinner? You can have a dessert for dinner. You can have an ice cream. You can have a cake. You can have a cup of cake. You can have a cookies. You could have a donut. Do you like a donut? You can have a do- you can have seventy five donuts. donuts. Oh, I want a donut right now. Oh, I know you like don't like to have a cup donut though. You like to have a you like to have a oh. cakey donut. I like a cake donut. Yeah. You don't want to go to the Dunkin' Donuts and get no. the donut. You like you want to get the specialty donut that costs twenty seven dollars. No, 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 fun. no, no. I don't want the specialty twenty seven dollar donut either. I want like the simple, <laughs> the simple like cinnamon mm, sugar or cinnamon, like glazed old-fashioned powdered sugar old-fashioned come on that is i sc- love that the old-fashioned old-fashioned oh. the donut get the fuck out of here right now it's not you too can- sweet just it's right. Nothing, nothing. You put, you get, you know what I say, you get the old fashioned donut. And then what you do is you take some, uh, uh, Bellissima cream and you shove it inside and you say, that is how you have a donut. Anyway, Beth, if you don't like donuts, that's fine too. You don't have to have one. Maybe mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. like to eat a uh, broccoli, broccoli Rob. Maybe you can have that. We have it. We have anything you want. We could make anything you want. Stuff the shells. <laughs> <laughs> but only one else stuff the shell everything it is so good it's so nice temperature control you watch hey and also if you want to watch it, the fablemans we have it we have the fablemans <laughs> on dvd just on, on digital and then they show on... the sandlot afterwards right <laughs> then we show the sandlot and the mrs doubtfire so if you don't <laughs> like those three movies the fablesmans the sandlot and the mrs doubtfire you should have a look i don't know what to tell you we don't have a we can't screen every movie you know it's copyright but it is a so nice to have you beth we look forward to seeing you on the patreon we look forward to spending the time with you and having a nice chat and a nice mm-hmm. soak because we soak that's I what we do soak. we soak we soak in each other's joy I want to soak. That just sounds like not right. That just sounds not good. No, people say they have a soak. That sounds, but the soak in each other's joy sounds like it. That sounds wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It might not be something I should have said, but I'm a character, so I can say whatever. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I'm not the real person. I'm a character. You tell us about character. A character. Can you say it like that, Rachel? A character. 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 Yeah. That sounds like you're trying to say the country that everyone struggles with how to pronounce. Which country? Qatar. Car- Cutter. Car- caricature? <laughs> so it is so nice, Beth. You're going to love it. We're going to love it. It's going to be one of the best times on earth. It is so happy to see you, Beth, and all of the patrons and all of the, the members of the Degrassi every episode ever merit on a podcast. Extended Universe. We love to see you and to have you. And I'm going to have a cappuccino. And an espresso, and a flat of white, and but no, and a no lot. E. It a is lot. a flat of wit, a flat of wit, and a lot. Yes, a lot, and then a double espresso, and a macchiato, a, a macchiato, and a coffee culotte, and a hot chalk, <laughs> and some tea. <laughs> 
Just T E though. It's a spelled the T E T. Tay. Have us some tay. It is going to be great. We're happy to have you. Thank you so much. We couldn't do it without you, Beth. You know the song Beth by Kiss. I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> I mean, it is. I don't know. It depends on what you think about the Kiss. I think people who don't like a Kiss would be like, "Oh, but Beth is okay." That's just what I think. I think if people like it, that song is what I'm saying. I think even yeah, the people yeah. who don't like a kiss are like a Beth. And if you think I'm going to sing it, I don't really know. The, I don't really know how to sing it's it. Okay, I don't either. I don't so. know the words. I don't. I know the song, but if I can't sing it for you right now, maybe next week I'll come back and I'll sing a Beth. That sounds by Kiss. Great. Do you know which great. member of a Kiss sings a Beth? No. It is a not Gina Sim. It is a not the Paul Stan, and it is a not the Ace of Freel. It is, of course, Peter Chris. Mm. One S. <laughs> I think. It might be Ace Freely. It's certainly not the... It's it's one of those two. The two lesser kisses is the singer's The band. two lesser kisses. <laughs> the two lesser kisses. Not, not Gene Sim and not the Paul Stan. Not but the, the worst kiss, but like the lesser kisses. <laughs> the lesser members of a kiss. I think it is a Peter Chris. But anyway. Who is the worst kiss and who is the best kiss? I would assume it's probably a Peter Chris, to be honest. I think he's the one that most people have a not a fond memory for. Uh, they all released the album. They did a solo. When Kiss was a big deal, I love that the Bissa Del Rossi is telling us the story. <laughs> At one time, they all, re- you know, Gene Simmons the most famous, then Paul mm-hmm. Stanley, then probably Asa Freely, and a Peter Chris. But when they all released their, sol- their single albums, I believe the most popular one was Ace Freely because the death mm-hmm. one had, because I'm back. Back in the New York mood. Oh, yeah. I'm back. There's no memorable ones from a Gene Sim or Paul Stan. Yeah. Yeah. But back in a, in a New York mood. Yeah, it's a great song. I was like, New York groove? Groove or mood? I always said groove, but I don't I think know it what is it actually groove. is. I think you're right. I think they it is. They play it at the end of the Mets games when they win. I think it is a groove. Back in the New York groove. I think it is a groove now that you say it. I could ask Mary Pettis Christie. She's here. Okay. But I'm not the good. I don't want to get her yelling. I don't know. I don't know if she's, but she's New Jersey. Does she, how does she feel about New York groove? Tri-state area. (laughs) Back in a Connecticut groove. She's fine. She's a, she's a member of the tri-state area. So it's fine. She likes a, she likes Ace Freel. (laughs) Oh, thanks for joining us, Mr. Del Rossi. (laughs) All right. This is a good day of you. I like to talk about the kiss. You want to bring me back and talk more about the kiss? No, that's fine. You can talk about the strutted Detroit Rocker City. Any other number of Chris Kiss songs that you like? I could talk about them. Anyway, Beth, thanks a lot. We'll see you all. Well, yeah. Well, I got to get the pet come back. Okay. First. Okay. All right. I'm going to go. Goodbye, everybody. Nice to see you. Bye. I hope I'm back. I hope I'm back. Keep Patreon in the Patreon so I get to come back and I'll talk yeah. more about Kiss. Yeah. Next week, if someone joins the Patreon, I'll tell you a little something about the Def Leppard. All right. I'm going to go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Never a dull moment. Mr. Del Rossi really knows a lot about those hair bands. I like that Mr. Del Rossi not saying the last letter of Italian food has now um, become translated to everything to Kiss to the to the band <laughs> members, members of Kiss. Kiss. Gene Sim. He does Gene Sim, Paul Stan, uh, Ace Freel, <laughs> and a Peter Chris with one S. <laughs> I like. Yeah, this is the last syllable really he doesn't like it to really say. Really is. Really is. Oh boy! All right. Well, this was a great time. Fun. Yeah. We should do this in the. We should maybe do this in the morning more often. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much more full of life. <laughs> hey, we'll see how long my unemployment lasts. 
Yeah, baby. As long as it's on employment lists, I'm in for this. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, that's fun. All right. <sighs> well, All right, we pal. will be back with season 11. Can you believe it? Yeah, I feel like I can believe it, actually. Yeah, I feel like this yeah. is, we've done 29 seasons at this point, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm firing on all cylinders with this new cast, so I'm ready yeah, to go. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. We don't have a fun promo like Shark in the Water to get us ready, but. I don't need it. Should be I'm fine. I'm ready. Should be fine. I'm already ready already. All right. Well, so good night. And grilled cheese, definitely. And grilled cheese, definitely. Ikniowski. Ikniowski. Can I say it too? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. You're you're an honorary Ikniowski. <laughs> All right, cool. Ikniowski. All right, later. <laughs>